and welcome back for another episode of the Blackwatch Report. I'm your host, Thorn Rain. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Wynn. How are you doing this evening, sir? Pretty good. My mic has a mind of its own, and it's like slowly drooping. Like right before you <laughs> threw it over to me, it just went, boo, and it's dropping. So I'm just going to get randomly quieter, and then have to pull it back and be loud again. So, uh, You know, the but yeah. uh, technical <laughs> issues always with this show. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's been good. We took a week off because there wasn't anything happening yesterday, but uh, or not la- yesterday, last week. Yep. Not really anything until the uh, tournament last weekend and then stuff happened today. And so there's lots now. It's like yep. nothing, nothing, everything. So we get we get some community tournaments to cover. Uh, Lemon Kiwi kind of hinted at contender season two starting sometime in july it's probably going to be towards the end of july but uh we have no official dates yet um but uh yeah just trying to power through and collect as much uh overwatch viewing as we can to cover uh path to pro over here any uh any yeah. new games or anything you've been playing Oh, I've been playing all sorts of stuff, dude. I uh, let's see, got Battlefield Five. Been playing that a little bit. Right. That's a that's a salt inducing game. Um, Warhammer Total War. Uh, that was a fun one. Played a little bit of that. Very different vibes. Got back into Lord of the Rings Online. That's a game that my friends and I used to play like ten years ago ish. Yeah, yeah. So we're back into that, and that's super fun. And then I've been playing a little bit of PUBG, interestingly enough. So I've been playing so many different things. It's super duper fun. Um, Steam sales happen, so I've been swapping games around and getting new stuff. And my wife was gone on a nine-day road trip this last week. She just got back today, and so I had like a full week of literally nothing but just playing games with my friends. Nice. And remember, like having to remember to eat. I'm like, why oh, is like, oh, I should eat sometime, huh? I haven't eaten in like ten hours. <laughs> When when my wife went down to Florida for a week, it was like literally forcing myself to eat because I I just wasn't doing anything. I didn't need to eat. I, probably my best week. Who ever. needs food when you've got games? Yep. When I when I have a sweet PC set up in my basement, why do I need to eat? Um, let's see. My son bought a or like signed up for a monthly Minecraft realm. So we've been Minecrafting it. Uh been getting back into Apex. Still doing a little bit of the Stardew Valley. Um okay. I like I loaded up Overwatch and then just got absolutely thrown into the most toxic environment and was like, This is why I stopped playing Overwatch. <laughs> well, I fair. can't I can't deal with these people right now. Um but uh yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. You know, weather's breaking, so still living in a COVID uh, Armageddon over here. So not a <laughs> whole lot extra stuff to do. So, but uh, let's move it. Uh, let's move it down into the news here. As always, news brought to you by our patreons. You can head over to patreon.com/slash/blackwatchreport to sign up as a patreon at the two dollar level. Help us do some more of these cool giveaways that we uh, we like to try to do. And you can sponsor the news. This week's sponsor, none other than Mr. ShrugX. Thank you so much for the uh, patronage and for those subscriptions over on Twitch. Kyle, take us away. All right. So we're going to start with the sad news and flip it over, you know? That's yep. that's what they call it. Um, 
unfortunately, and like this was kind of writing on the wall. We knew this once the uh, initial team had gotten picked up by the Vancouver Titans, including all of the management staff, coaching staff, the really like the heart and soul of this, this team, minus Frill, who's also kind of like, you know, the, the honorary remaining member throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second wind officially is calling it quits because, I mean, the coaches are all gone. The team uh, just finished around, uh, just finished the last season of contenders. Um, did okay, but like it was again a thrown together team, and you don't have the coaching staff of of Wheats and Pew and Justin to kind of keep everything together because they're all trying to keep Vancouver from being the bottom twenty team or bottom team. Um, so starting to look better. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's they got they got one, they got their one. Um, but yeah, it's kind of unfortunate to see. Um, it's not like they were even an academy team. It's just kind of like a. It was the, the time, like the soul of this team is now moved on. So, um, I mean, the players decided to call it quits as well. Let's see. They've literally been in contenders since uh, twenty eighteen. Open division twenty eighteen in April. Yeah. So like they move to contenders in June. So pretty quick on. Quite literally since almost the beginning like they're one of the very early like open division teams that came up in through trials into contenders and just never left contenders like they've i don't even think they've went down to trials but like maybe once or twice and that was Mm -hmm. early on and it might not even been that but uh yeah Yeah, they did bad and then went back down to trials in 2018 uh, 10-21-2018 was the last time they were in trials. And ever so, since they've, they've been, been pretty good trials. since then, yeah. yeah. With multiple iterations of their the their rosters, so. Including getting third in contenders just recently. So, I mean, like a very storied team. They won week one of contenders uh, this season. They... Anything they else? Like super... Weekly championships. Third, fourth in 2018, season three. Um, yeah, they've always been pretty much in and around the, the, you know, upper middle of the pack when it comes to these teams, despite having, um, I think only seconded by, or only beaten by, um, Sky Foxes in terms of past players, yep. but holy crap, if you go to the Liquipedia page, there's like a billion people yep. on this team at one so point or another. Sad to see them go, uh, mm-hmm. get to see who the, the next team that just churns out players for the Overwatch League and Academy teams. Yeah. If they're still Academy it's teams. It's looking like it could be Doge, but then well, I guess we'll talk yeah, about that in a hot minute anyways about, about all those things. Um, Next bit of community news here. Uh, next week, we will not be having a regular show because Icy from Third Impact is going to be coming on the show to talk to us. We're going to sit down with him and chat about uh, their run through this season of Contenders. What he thinks about all of the new changes coming in and uh, any community questions. So if you got a question, you can hit it up on Twitter. Just tweet at us and let us know what you want to ask Icy, or you can leave it over in the discord under the uh, hot seat questions. Uh, real quick, this isn't on the notes, but uh, shrug brought it up in the chat. Uh, no open division signups just yet. But as I was talking to Kyle in the pre-show, um, not 
officially announced, but it's been kind of going on in the Open Division Discord that uh, Open Division is moving away from BattleFi and going to be heading over to Game Battles, which is Blizzard Activision's like tournament organizing website. It's only their games that are on there. Um, and right now there are signups for the South American or, uh, Open Division. Uh, so expect those to start rolling in a little bit more. There was a moment where North America was on there and there was teams signed up, but it disappeared. So I think they might have pushed the the enter button a little too early on that. So uh, expect open division news here real soon in the ne- next coming weeks. And then on to the roster moves. We've got news that a favorite player of mine, uh, QOQ, played on T1. I think before that he was on Runaway. Um, great off-tank player, got signed to Hangzhou Spark and uh, is subbing in for Rhea, who I think is off for health issues or whatever. But I think I, I haven't seen any of their matches because I've, I've barely been able to watch the um, NA Overwatch League matches, let alone the, the Asia ones. But uh, I would assume that he's doing okay, but probably is going to get better as time goes on. But I, I think definitely like a big high potential player. Great call-up. Definitely. Speaking of big call-ups... Your boy, we've been we've been calling for this one for a while. Oni got yeah. getting signed to the Dallas Fuel, uh, coming up from Team Doge. We'll have a little bit more news on Doge down the line, but uh, first one up is Oni God. Um, looked pretty good. We got to see him play a little bit. Um, looked better. Like yeah. I think first match was a bit questionable. There were some issues, but like th- they had to kind of put him. It, it, Filling Decay's it's, shoes is not easy, so... Yeah, filling Decay's shoes, and then also all the rumors and speculation that's going around. I think Onigod stepped in, had a little bit of jitters in the very beginning, but over the course of the weekend, looked way better. Um, so congratulations, Onigod. That was a well-deserved call-up on that part. Yep. Um, next up, we've got Track and Dino leaving Square One. Not a whole lot to report. This is just something that happened. Square One, I think they may have just announced who filled the spots. I mean, they're playing right now, so I believe that they did fill the spots. Um, but actually, technically speaking, according to Liquipedia, they only have two people on the team, still and Angelic and Brute, and so I think their current rosters are mostly just stand-ins at the moment. Yeah, so. a lot of these Community Cup rosters are like weird amalgamations of rosters. So Yeah. Like last, um, like the tournament we'll talk about in a minute, like yep. um, a lot of just, okay, screw it, let's just ring for a team, even though um, you're already on another team, but like just playing for a weekend with some friends is, I guess that's kind of like the, the fun, interesting part about these tournaments is like you can kind of get some wacky teams happening and mm-hmm. those are always kind of my favorite to see. Yep. So a little bit more on Doge here, Finzi released. Um don't know exactly where he's going officially. Uh, we know where he's at as of this past weekend. Um, he was playing with Karasuno, but uh, we don't know or even really think if that's like his official like landing spot right now. But, uh, you know, sad to see Finzi leave Doge because I really like the, the combination of him and Salieri. Like, they were really good together. They had a lot of good uh, halt accretion combos, which talk about that later on too um but yeah finzy off a of doge it's interesting 
Yeah, it's a bit of a questionable one for me. I definitely yeah. don't think that there was any issue with his play. No. I mean, he was always consistent. It's not, maybe it's like he's wanting to play for an EU team or something. It's very Maybe possible. they have other eyes on another, you know, NA off tank that they'd rather play with. I don't know what it is, but um, it, it's a bit rough to see. Yep. Um, next up, I kind of mentioned this already, but this kind of deserved a second note. So Frill, who had been with Second Win for... The longest time, really. He'd been in many, many iterations of this team. Um, in many very different uh, positions as well. Um, he's officially announced that he's not going to be playing in contenders anymore due to getting accepted into college. Um, I don't know whether or not he got accepted to one of the Overwatch kind of colleges, like your Harrisburg or your Maryville, um, or whether or not he's going to something more traditional. Either way, I'm hoping we get to see at least just him competing in... Um, in some, uh, you know, academic uh, academy, not academy teams, uh, collegiate teams, yep. and hopefully bring a team uh, leveling up with the, the contenders experience that he has. I think that'll be really cool to see. Yep, definitely. And then we've got Speedily and Hybrid filling in some of those open spots over on Team Doge. Um, speedily, fantastic on the May. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about uh, Hybrid though. I I had to Google him, and he doesn't even have a Liquipedia page. He played on... Gosh, I had to look this up. He played on... They have an asteroid logo. (laughs) That's there. Oh, he's got got a Liquipedia page now. Good for him. Disaster. Played on Disaster and then Nurki Esports for three months and then started out on HSL a year ago. So So more EU. Yeah, definitely an EU is a British player. Um not really a ton of great results as of ever, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad player at all. Um, Speedily, the other thing to note, we'll talk about him in a hot minute too, Doomfist as well. Um, yeah. That's kind of his bread and butter. He was kind of the one that like shook up the gauntlet when um, XL2 ended up having a better-than-expected run throughout there. So um, Always interesting to see. On a sad note, especially for you, the uh, Panker Stan, as we've known to... <laughs> I come to know. Got the jersey uh, upstairs, man. Uh, officially announces his retirement. I'm not going to try to read what he said because it's in Korean. And all oh, the Twitter, the Twitter translate is hilarious as well. So that would be even funnier. Um, but yeah, it's kind of sad to see, but he kind of peaked early. So it seems it was about, it was about, you know, it was a long time coming seeing him um, retire after having rough performances for quite a long time. I don't even remember who he ended up playing with towards the end of his uh, career. Sky Foxes. Sky Foxes, yeah. Noble and then Phase 2. Basically after Gladiator's Legion, it kind of was a bit rough. So, Yeah, which takes us to one of the last uh, Academy teams. Wait. Are they the last NA Academy team? I believe so. Yeah. The last NA Academy team. <sighs> Uprising Academy. Release Doggo. Sign Aztec. I have no clue who Aztec is. Um, Played for WGS, I believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much even, on him either. I don't even see a... Oh, wait. WGS? Yeah, WGS Phoenix. He's a flex support player as well. Yep. And that's one of the things that... Didn't Boston... Ac- They've picked up a couple 
Korean players. Yeah, recently. they've got um oh what's the guy the, the speed running through Overwatch League and Contenders guy? Uh God, what is his name? Right, let me just look up Uprising Academy. I'm just having one of those brain ML fart 37? days. Yeah, I'm thirty seven. I am thirty seven. <laughs> I'm thinking of two people <laughs> combined as one. <laughs> The uh, Swedish Korean DPS support player, of course. Yeah, but yeah. Right. They've got IM thirty seven on loan from WGS Phoenix. Uh, they've got Aztec as well. And then so the interesting six team. Feet tapping uh, Crandop. It's very yeah. I mean, there's setup. not a lot of name power on this team. I'll I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So. Yeah. But that wraps it up for the news. Uh, we're going to roll right down into the quick play where we're going to be covering the third impact community showcase. It was a heck of a tournament. There was a ton of matches. Uh, I caught some of the earlier matches. We won't be talking about those. Uh, they are basically all stomps, uh, real quick run throughs basically. Um, so Kyle, why don't you start us off? Uh, you want to grab the, top half of the bracket to the semifinals i'll grab the bottom half yeah um this is weird they had this weird qualifier thing. there was like freaking how many teams up to oh, group God. h with four people in there and like i mean they really gave everyone a chance which was cool to see but holy crap there was some shenanigans like there was just three oh three oh three oh three oh like a, a bunch of nobody teams who you know, we're probably like masters level competing against like, you know, underwater squad who's half uh, Smurfs from better teams. Yeah. Um. So you've got Sheer Cold, who's a team from uh, EU Contenders, coming in, really taking good. out Lunaris two one. Uh, Malibu taking out Odyssey two zero. We know about both of those teams. Um, Samsung Morningstar is getting two would by Underwater Squad, which is a bit of an interesting one. But Samsung is kind of no longer what they used to be. Yeah. Um, oh no! What happened? Oh gosh! Okay, we're good. I like moved the thing over and I couldn't find what it was. Anyways, um, and they say lost to Sion Esports two zero. Karasuno taking out Kratos two zero. Hype Unit taking down Chaos Insurgency. Regen taking out Disaster, and then Dreadlords taking down Vasta. So, um, moving up, you've got Sheer Cold taking on Malibu. So, Sheer Cold advancing, Underwater Squad advancing past Scion in a 2 0. Karasuno taking down Hype Unit, which was previously known to be a pretty solid team. But this mm -hmm. new, I mean, I don't know if this is the new Karasuno roster, but this particular roster is pretty stacked. And we'll talk about yeah. these in a minute. Um, Dreadlord's taking down Region as well. So then down mm -hmm. in the losers oh, yeah. round one, uh, Lunaris falling to Odyssey 2-0. Samsung Morningstars beating and they say 2-0. Uh, Kratos, this, there's a lot of 2-0s. Just a heads up, you're going to hear me say it. 2 Overwatch. Yeah. Kratos beating, uh, what is that? Chaos Insurgency 2-0. Disaster beating Vasta Gaming 2-0. In round two, we've got Regen beating Odyssey 2-0, Hype Unit beating Samsung 2-0, Scion losing to Kratos 2-1. Let's mix it up a little bit. Malibu beating Disaster 2-1. And then in the round three, we've got Regen 
falling to Hype Unit 2-1, and Kratos moving on past Malibu with the 2-0. I just wanted to check to see if I knew any of these players on Regen, because they beat out... Um, who did they beat out? Odyssey, who I thought was a pretty decent team, and they went 2-1 against Hype Unit, but I don't know any of those players, so we're getting to the... It's going to be a couple more matches until... We end up getting to, to names that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, semifinals, we had Underwater Squad take out Sheer Cold in a two very strong 2-0. Um, did we talk about that one? Nope. No. It's the other Underwater Squad Sheer Cold match that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Karasuno take out Dreadlords 2-0 as well in the upper bracket semifinals. And then down in the losers round four, Sheer Cold beat Hype Unit 2-1. Dreadlords fall to Kratos 2-0. Sheer Cold continuing the run through the bottom bracket after uh, Underwater Squad sent him down, beating Kratos 2-0. And that's going to set up the winner's finals here. Which we do have to talk about. Yep. This is Underwater Squad Karasuno. Both of these teams are filled to the top with names we actually know. Stacked. Karasuno's nasty. I think there's Both of these teams, man. two names on Karasuno that I'm not really familiar with. So let me pull these up. So Karasuno is as follows, asking the nasty. French DPS um, hitscan player who has retired about 19 times. You've got Far, who has been in and out, played on lots of great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Karasuno in the past, Gliders Legion... Uh, was part of the original Karasuno, I believe. Um, you've got Nitch, who I think was just moved up to... Oh, gosh, which team is he on? I need to know this, because he was... Um... I think he was on original Karasuno? Yeah, he got called up to Karasuno previously of, uh, I think, Hype Unit or Scion. I think it was on Scion and got called up there. Um, you've got Finzi. We know Finzi. We just talked about him. You've got Gustav. I think he's been playing with Young and Beautiful before that Shoes Money Crew. And then you've got Provide, uh, formerly known as Slur, who Coming played for back. Samsung Morningstars and LA Valiant before promptly getting dropped after there was some unfortunate rumors of certain slurs being used, which has prompted him to change his name, very ironically. Yep. Uh, and then Underwater Squad. Where the heck is their team thing? There we go. Uh, featuring Hydron and Speedily. We just talked about Speedily. Hydron played on Triumph. Super strong player, we thought. Um, as well as Ice, who I am... I think Ice is kind of entering the newer echelon of like top contenders players. He's had great showings as of recently. Ended up with Second Wind. I mean, honestly, since Second Wind, or like as soon as he joined Second Wind, he's been leveled up. But before that, Wave Check and Uprising Academy didn't really have great looks. Oh, he's on Dogman. Interesting. He was, Ice was uh, got to start out on the Dogman. Interesting. Um, you've got Salieri and Cowman 711. Cowman was, I believe, on Revival. Yep. Um, and then Salieri, of course, from Team Doge. Pretty, pretty, fil- you know, filthy tank line. Then you've got Ultraviolet and Mudkip. Ultraviolet from Second Wind before that Montreal Rebellion, and then Mudkip from Sky Foxes and then Dark Mode. So pretty popular players so far we've seen like both of these two teams are pretty stacked with players uh do you want to go through the maps and kind of talk about that yeah and this was one of the more interesting ones that we got to watch um so this was 
a win for Underwater Squad. Underwater Squad take it 3-2. Uh, Busan goes the way of Karasuno, 2-1. Havana, uh, Underwater Squad, 2-1 for that. Uh, and then Hanamura, just absolute dominance coming from uh, Underwater Squad, 1-0. Full hold at the door. It was brutal. Uh, and then we've got the Eichenwald hold for Karasuno, which was just as nasty. Uh, Eichenwald goes to Karasuno 1-0, and then Underwater Squad finish it out with a fantastic showing on Li Zhang Tower 2-0 to take the series and move on to the grand finals. Yeah, th- this was a fascinating match. I, l- I kind of love these because they get kind of stompy both ways, yep. and so they're very scrappy. Like, some people like very close matches. I love to see full holds. I love that narrative and then flipping back off of them and, you know, full holding your opponent. It's just, I think, like, going from the Animora full hold, Underwater Squad was super good at it. Eichenwald full hold, Karasuna was super good at it. I just love those kind of back and forth. Um, going into the notes for the players here, far and asking double sniper on Hanzo widow, especially on sanctuary, super duper good mm-hmm. far. We've known him to be a great Hanzo player. And we absolutely know about asking the reason he basically quit. I think the 17th time uh, was that I think he just couldn't play widow or McCree. And now he's got widow McCree Ash all in the kind of meta rotation um as of lately and so he's been able to run those and it works out so yep um that's explains why he's back on on that at least yeah and one of the the good things that came out of the hanamura uh matchup for uh karasuno was they were able to hold on point two defense Karasuno didn't get a single tick. They were really close at one point. But uh, Gustav basically saves the day, um, stunning speedily, as speedily jumps off of the high ground right onto the point, ice blocks to fall down, gain a little bit of health because he was about halfway, goes to throw the blizzard. Gustav spins, hits the stun, cancels the blizzard, wipes out speedily. Uh, Then they go on to just start picking everybody off. Gusov with those quick reflexes to make sure that that blizzard didn't hit the ground. So um, that was one of the, the the shining moments for Karasuno on Hanamura. And then one of the other things on Havana with asking playing, as I mentioned previously, the McCreen Widow. Um, I think he played the Widow out on first, the McCreen on second. Um, we we basically just like this is just a known quantity. We know how good he is on yep. these heroes, and he's finally given the opportunity to do that. And then far on the Farah, it's in his name. He should probably or his name is in the hero's name, so he might as well be good at it. Um, 4K barrage on Eichenwald to help with uh, a pretty good, you know, to help with the full hold defense um, as well on the attack, dude. He's just up in the top, right? Like very, very far back, just spamming rockets and then gets the pick onto Mudkip being like, oh, that's not good. Yep. And really helps open up that point for them. On the flip side, May. May is Speedily's like second best hero and he's absolutely incredible at it. Um, it's weird to say that like he's probably one of the best Mays in all of, you know, NA tier two, but. It's the second best hero, even. Yep. Um, 
his walls, his his kind of knowledge to know where to put the good walls and where to split people off. I think there was one on Havana second where he just caught two people off and it was just like an easy fight. It was just sloppy from Karasuna. They just didn't engage. I mean, that's what you get when you've got uh, like a team of ringers and friends, you know, playing together on the weekend. Like you're not going to have that insane coordination. So playing a May and picking off both tanks or whatever, cutting them off completely from their support line and winning fights just off of one good ability usage. Um, it's definitely a little easier to do in these particular matchups, but still good nonetheless. Yeah, he actually had one on uh, Mega Base where, uh, who was it? Uh, Niche was coming through, just dropped the uh, the bongo, comes through the doorway right off of spawn, speedily separates him off. They're able to isolate Niche, kill Niche, and then basically nullifies the the bongo because they're down a tank they've lost one of their shields they're not able to capitalize it um yeah speedily just knows exactly when and where to place those walls um super clean uh salieri over on hanam nope li Zhang tower sorry uh gets just a filthy filthy fire strike uh through an ant matrix and I believe a bongo. So he was just like absolutely charged up on that. Gets three, closes out the map. Um, that was part of their just domination on that. Um, I believe it was a hundred to zero on both, maybe. No, I. Um, Gardens, no, I think Gardens uh, flipped. They Karasuna was able to get. Yeah, some charge they were able to flip back and forth. It was control center that there was uh, the hundred zero. Yeah, and then on Eichenwald, going back to there, I think part of the major problems for Underwater Squad, as I mentioned, Mudkip getting picked on their defense, even on their offense, they just could not get a clean fight, which was part of the problem. Um, every single time they went in, they went in 5v6 because someone had gotten picked in the door or uh, under the the bridge kind of bit and it's just so many like weirdly like okay well all right we're just gonna go into this fight either 5v6 or just keep waiting and go in again okay well another pick like it's just it definitely is kind of a um a pretty big explanation for why they got that full hold um closing it off i mentioned ice previously really looking good in this matchup widow ash reaper all really really solid we've seen some players who can do the reaper well but can't do the more traditional hit scans but then we've also seen the traditional hit scans who can't really do the reaper that well it's good to see him kind of be able to do both which is uh, um I, yeah like it's like i mentioned it's not the easiest thing to do yep so then over on the lower bracket finals we see karasuno going up against sheer cold sheer cold take this four i'm sorry three one um Karasuno looking a little discombobulated, maybe tired having to do the back to back matches. Uh Sheer Cold take Li Zhang Tower 2-0. Uh also take Havana 3-1. Hanamura goes the way to Karasuno. Uh 4-3. That was a slug fest. And then King's Row goes to Sheer Cold 4-3. And then a couple of notes here for Karasuno. Basically, they're both on asking, um, but also far a little bit. So asking, on particularly in Havana, I saw some really good coordination from them to uh, 
follow-up targets that were hit. So asking was on the widow, far was on the Genji. He'd get like a widow body shot, and then Genji would dash right through and kind of finish the kill. And like that coordination happened multiple times throughout this match. Um, and I think like things like those were always really good to see from them, as well as on King's Row. Asking was like basically dragging his team, kicking and screaming to that last point to finish it out. But I think what happened was they finished with no time, and I think Cheer Cold finished with like mm-hmm. four minutes. And yeah, it's a four minute sixteen time bank on first, and I don't think Kerasuno even capped with time, so they literally had four minutes to cap first point. Did Sheer Cold? Um, helps kind of explain <laughs> that last map. And something to kind of be expected watching these two matches for Karasuno. Um, Karasuno looked good, but you could tell that there was kind of flaws in the play just a little bit. It's not because the players were bad. It was basically because players had like maybe a week and a half, two weeks tops to actually play with each other and get timings out. I think out. I heard that... Um, Underwater Squad was put together like an hour before the roster lock. Yeah, like, which would surprise me. It's kind of to be expected when we have these these community cups that teams will just be kind of thrown together. We brought it up earlier. Um, yeah, but something that we've always talked a ton about when we talk about Finzi is how nasty he is with his accretions. I don't think I saw one like crazy accretion halt combo in either one of these matches and that just comes down to the timing and the shot calling him and salieri knew how each other played um we didn't see that here so uh, nothing i i didn't have anything really bad to say about karasuno but like there wasn't a whole lot of excitement out of this one where it was like oh these were super awesome plays um it's one of those things that if we see Finzi stay with Karasuno, he could get to that point with Niche where they have that that timing and that synergy down. And I've, if anybody's going to be able to do it, it's going to be Finzi because we, we've seen him yeah, play at super high levels. His past coordination with Salieri was absolutely filthy. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we all know he's capable of, of, you know, calling for those. I don't know if it's maybe on Salieri just having incredible call-outs on it and then Finzi listening to those, or maybe Finzi calling for him and, you know, the other tank listening to those. But uh, I went back to the, the tweet that Salieri put out. Um, Assembled the team 10 minutes before roster lock and spent all their scrim time with ice on Genji. So, um, <laughs> so a lot of these teams put together last minute. Yeah, and seeing on the side of teammates go against each other was kind of rough. That was was sad. Um, Sheer Cold on the flip side, though. um, I already mentioned their 416 time bank. Um, I think a lot of what we saw here was not as individual performances, but more team performances. Um, I mean, Sheer Cold, I forget how far they had gotten in the past in contenders, but I'm pretty sure they got to playoffs, right? If I'm not mistaken. fifth, sixth in uh, in can 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 in contenders, and they've done okay. They got second one week, lost to uh, British Hurricane. So, yeah. to be pretty expected. solid team. I mean, they've been together for a long time. This roster, yep, they, literally since uh, since the start of the year, basically, it's about five six months. So, particular two players that I saw a lot of backbone on the tracer and looser on the Zen got a lot of really good entry picks here. 
Um, really good target focus on the two as well to like get a discord on someone, get maybe a, a damage orb on them, uh, and then follow it up with the tracer as well. I think I saw a lot of that on uh, Havana. So great play from the two of them. So want to talk about shade because I dig main tanks. There's a moment on Night Market where Shade builds a Shatter before the first point unlocks on uh, on Night Market and get an absolute team wipe. Just absolutely dominates with his hammer. And then they roll into... Um, basically, they hold the point. Everything's great. They get one death... Uh, that's Backbone. He dies on the May, switches to the Doomfist, plays Doomfist for like literally seven seconds, and then they cap the point, go on to Gardens, and 100-0. Didn't lose anyone on Gardens. There was one death the whole Li Zhang series, and that was when uh, Backbone died on May. Absolute domination. It was crazy to watch. Yeah, and then there was a particular match. I don't remember this, but I wrote this down, which is why I write things down. Um, Grafen gets a huge bob uh, on the second time they attacked on Hanamura first. That was kind of the reason they were able to win this. So, good good play from him. There hasn't been a ton of great things from Grafen. He was mostly playing the Ash, um, and... Weirdly, Ash doesn't seem to get a ton of kills usually. It's she's usually like getting big dynamite damage and then being followed up by the rest of the team. Um, and then also just getting good like body shot and headshot non one shot damage. So uh, it's kind of hard to see him coming up more like Backbone, who was on the Echo, and then the Tracer was usually getting a little bit more of the kill credit. So we got a little bit more seen from him. But we're gonna highlight one of those times where he's able to get a just absolutely perfectly timed headshot kill and that was on uh havana attack going into point three um shade throws up the halt pulls up provide literally as provide crests the like pillar on the bridge grathen just dinks him drops him opens up the point they're able to push it basically up through the the gates of point three and almost get it to the cap um but it was one of those you talked about it early on the team coordination grathen knew where the halt was going what was going to be pulled was able to get that one headshot off and uh open up the fight for him so we noticed the lack of coordination on karasuno the coordination on sheer cold which gives us that map score of 3-1. You could just see that no matter how good the, the individual players were for Karasuno, they were they were fighting an uphill battle against a team that's been playing together for six months. But then the complete inverse of that happens in these grand finals, where yep. we don't care how long you've been playing together, guys. We're just better than you. Uh, underwater squad in the grand finals takes a 4-0 after getting now, the extra map so it was basically a 3-0 now but. I, I i do want to say i like i gotta i gotta say this because i looked at i looked at underwater squad like three quarters of underwater squad is second wind yeah so 
they had a large chunk of of that team synergy down still. So I mm-hmm. I got to throw it to that. It it wasn't just a bunch of randoms. Um, but yeah, like it's basically second squad. wind plus the new tank line. Yeah, basically. Um, so underwater squad, like you said, four zero with that free map. Two uh, one Lijiang Tower. 3-2 on Watchpoint Gibraltar, and 2-0 on Temple of Anubis. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say because you basically said everything that I pointed out in my notes, so I just had to delete my notes. Uh, so <laughs> I'll just I'll just kind of randomly jump in and chat about your stuff here. Um, <laughs> For sure. So uh, take your pick. Where are we starting? Let's... Let's end on on the good note. So there, on Sheer Cold, there was two things I really wanted to note. Um, Backbone doing a pretty solid job on the echo of finding good duplicate targets and getting good damage. Basically always copied the Sigma and almost always ended up building up the charge, getting the gravi- uh, Gravitic Flux, I must have Graviton Surge, um, getting the Gravitic Flux and always getting pretty good damage, sometimes forcing out like valuable key da- uh, cooldowns, allowing... I think it's Alex is his name, the actual off-tank player on his team, to just use his Gravitic Flux, and all of those cooldowns have just been used for the Echo Gravitic Flux, um, so then you can get a, a huge, you know, real kill uh, ult on that. Yep. Uh, and then on the final map, you might be wondering why that 2-0 happened. Well, first off, Underwater Squad, super-duper strong attack. But on the flip side, you had this team who's been playing together six months, play together like they're in a gold comp game or maybe even quick play game with like one of the messiest fights I've ever seen in my life. Um, there was like three or four people already lost on the team of sheer cold. And then Alex and Ange commit both the gravitic flux and the sound barrier in like the second to last fight. And then they both get killed and then they go into a fight with nothing and then they lose. So, Kind of explains why that happened that way, but um, always always a bit rough to see. On the flip side, though, we've been talking about Speedily on the Doomfist, but first on Control Center, he gets huge damage, um, really good picks on the Junkrat first. Then Backbone is like, screw it, I'm going to go Doomfist. And then Speedily's like, wait, if you go Doomfist, I can go Doomfist. And then proceeds to just dunk on everyone all over both Control Center and then Night Market as well. Um, you don't you don't want to force speedily onto Doomfist if you're playing against him. You don't want that. Um, on the Rhine matchup here, Salieri really pretty handily wins this matchup. Um, a couple of times I just saw Salieri walking at Shade and like the supporter, you know, the support players are already died on sheer cold, and Salier just walked at him and just kept swinging, just kept swinging, just kept swinging, got him at every time. Um, a lot of good pins, a lot of good earth shatters landed. Um, really, just a, a whole full tier above him at this point. It looks like, yeah. And there, there was one. It really didn't result in like the actual team win because they were gonna win it regardless like there might have been one or two more stalls possibly but uh salieri well let's start off by underwater squad on um lijang tower night market um it's like 87 to 99 uh underwater squad has it sheer cold takes it underwater squad's able to get back take the point 
And as the point flips, Salieri just hauls right for the spawn of uh, Sheer Cold, charges through the little, like, like, restaurant area, comes out of the charge with the little hop right into a shatter into the spawn, knocks, like, half of the team down. Um, Ball's able to get out just barely, but not able to get past him uh, to initiate a stall. It was one of those things where, was it needed? No, probably not, but it was flashy, and I liked it. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then this particular moment was weird. There's a weird, weird like, micro game happening on Temple of Anubis uh, with Underwater Squad on their defense, I believe, part of the full hold. Um, sure, Cold was trying to go in through on the attacker side, the left-hand room, all the way around back to get on the platform. And Spe- Speedily's walls would stop, uh, pause them at the door, and or like lock them in the room. Uh, and then able to give, uh, I think it was Iced playing the Ash here, get huge dynamite value because they're stuck in this particular position and they don't have any uh, abilities to you know eat the dynamite. They just have to like stand there and take the damage. And so Ice got uh, the bub super quick on that map. Um, and, you know, just talking more great things about Speedily, basically. And then a weird little particular moment as well um, on the final fight i think speedily gets picked comes back i think on doomfist uh cowman back on the wrecking ball as well comes slams the whole team everyone's up in the air speedily comes in doomfist punches everyone into the wall so just like really good but i would assume it's kind of just dumb pure luck coordination yeah to like end up winning that so good for them i guess yeah, it was it was definitely awesome to watch the community cups because it's it's a little more relaxed than watching the contenders ones where like all right, these people are playing to to show off for the league. This just they the community cups always just seem more fun. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it's great to watch. I'm I got to tell you, third impact the this the overlay package that they used was phenomenal the whole stream looked good had a little bit of issue with some of the casting um not so much that it was bad casting everything they said was phenomenal um i had to turn it up to like 1.75 to get what sounded like a normal conversation uh out of out of the two casters uh they were slow a little monotone but uh definitely Great insight. Something that they did do on the cast that I personally thought was phenomenal. After the matches during the breaks, they would break down team fights in uh, the match viewer with, and they would like they would draw over it. It takes a little bit extra to do, but uh, it was something that I thought was really cool um, and kind of highlighted those moments on the fly. It's something that you would see in typical traditional sports. So. Um, if if that could be streamlined a little bit more, that would be something very interesting to see going forward. Yeah, I believe it was Natter who's the uh, third impact head coach, and then Unter who is kind of the uh, essential like main coach for uh, LA Valiant as well. I think the two of them were the ones doing that together. So, like I always love to see how these smaller tournaments kind of keep things interesting and 
the glory of them it's kind of the same glory of in you know indie games of like they can kind of take more risks and try more different things whereas like a big package like Overwatch League or whatever like they have to kind of keep a consistent thing they don't want to do anything super risky or different or weird because then they'll really lose viewership or whatever they've got to keep up with their you know with their their points and um I think that seeing both kind of the more lighthearted meme stuff come out of the friends charity cup and stuff like that. And then the kind of more educational stuff coming out of third impact is just, I love the kind of different takes that you can get from these yep. um, more open tournaments. Definitely. Speaking of friends, it's on right now. It's on right now. Like <laughs> go watch it after this, everyone. Yeah. Um, got to saw one result uh square one beating uh dub nation 2-1 uh but other than that we don't know what's going on because we've been here with you uh, malibu's up 1-0 against dark mode so oh just, so yeah then malibu no wait that is the first round yeah so they're still in the first round of the uh the first stream match over at uh france community uh oh nope this is France Charity Cup. Uh, the winners get to choose a charity to donate their their winnings to. So super cool! Holy crap! They're already up to five k. When we started this uh, fifty minutes ago, they were at like three k. Yeah, They've it was like two, twenty nine and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're crushing it, dude. Which is super cool. Um, do you want to run down the the teams in the community cup? Yeah, I'll take the top half, you take the bottom half. So the the teams participating in this are as follows. Last Mode, never heard of them. Crytex Esports, never heard of them. Purple, P-E-R-P-L, never heard of them. Anko, no idea. Nocturnal, maybe. We got Savages 6.0, which is great to see. Uh, They were on, you know, every single different tournament they play is a new iteration. Dub Nation, as we mentioned, and then Square One, who we do know of. Yep. And then down on the bottom half, uh, we got a little bit more name recognition. Uh, Cyan Esports, know about them. Malibu, kind of know about them. They were another name and weird stuff. Uh, Sheer Cold coming into this one also. Then we've got Regen, a couple teams that we've mentioned up in the third impact one. We got Hype Unit, Dark Mode, Avoided, and what is that? Hour Zero? Yeah, Hour Zero. Yeah. So out of the bottom, uh, Hour Zero is the only, or no, I'm sorry, Hour Zero and Avoided are the only teams I've never heard of, and then Regen is, I heard of through Third Impact, but other than that, I knew of all of these teams, so um, super cool to see this going on right now. Yep. So I think just based off of name alone and then the fact that this team got second place in this last tournament... And none of the better teams that we saw them up against are in this tournament. I'm probably going to give it to Sheer Cold. Yep. Unless something else wildly random happens. Um, it's seeming like it's probably going to go that way, but no idea. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll run it along with you. Sheer Cold taking the, uh, the charity cup. Let's just see how it goes. We'll probably break it down next week. Um, actually, no. No, we won't. Nope. Just we got our Icy interview. Talking with yeah, Icy. Yeah. Yep. I mean... Maybe, just maybe, I can, I can get Chow to come on the show. Now that I have this nice new jersey from Triumph that I can't wear because I'm an idiot and I ordered the <laughs> wrong size. 
So it's going to go up on the wall. But uh, I'd love to sit down and talk to Chow about the Chow Zone over on Eichenwald uh, <laughs> to see if that's something that he has, he has worked on or if that's yeah. just something we have noticed he's really, really good at. Uh, but I think that's a show. I think that's yep. everything. We covered it all. So, Kyle, where can they find you on the Internet, sir? You can find me on Twitter, Kyle the Winner, uh, the High Noon Podcast Discord as well. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other plugs. Not really at the moment, but yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm always dropping dropping fun stuff that happens. So, yeah. Cool. What about uh, you? You can find me over on Twitter at ThornRain. Uh, I do my streaming right here on the Blackwatch Report. Uh, season 21 of Diablo 3 is coming up, so I might be doing some streaming of that with Mr. Deathblow and possibly my kid. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but other than that, I'm over on the discord. Come check it out. If you're an audio listener, head over to Twitch, make a free account, hit that follow button. We'll give you a shout out on the show. Like we did. Uh, Oh, actually, no, I didn't do the shout outs at the beginning of the show. So I'm going to do them right now. Uh, thank you to following 2k smart core one and my kids rock one for the follows. We do really appreciate that. But if you want to get your name shouted out, hit that follow button. If you've got Amazon Prime, that means you've got Twitch Prime. We are affiliates. You can hit that subscribe button and help us help the tier two community by doing giveaways. And if I can figure out a way to get up enough money, I will donate money to one of these upcoming community cups. Uh, to help pay out some of these teams that really do deserve uh, the support. But if you want to help out completely free, head over to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. Uh, Send us in a screenshot. We will read that live on the show and give you your due props. We do really appreciate those. But you can find the show over on Twitter at Blackwatch Report. There's no own that report. You can email the show, blackwatchreport at gmail.com. Follow the show right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blackwatchreport. We record live Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Our intro music is an original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all of our shows over at highnoonpodcast.com and come and chat on that Discord that me and Kyle were just talking about over at discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. And without Blackwatch, out.